1: G'day everybody, welcome to episode 5 of The Carlton Show. It's all upon us, round 1, Thursday night, Richmond MCG kickoff. Another AFL season, a season where expectations for our footy club, by many outside, are fairly, fairly low. Fair to suggest, but I reckon internally, um, they've got some targets they're going to try and hit. And one might surprise a few on the way through. Any ma here again with Paul Barbazar. Good to see you, Bagsy. Yeah, very well, mate. Um, you said the word royalty. When you walked in, there's oh. no Gecko tonight. He's off in Bali. No, no, he's not. He's, I think we've uh, got a f- reasonably adequate replacement, by the way. I hope so. No, he's no. I'll, I'll tell you a story in a moment. Michael Jamison replaces Gecko. Voice well known to all Carlton supporters in a name well known to everyone. Hello, Jammo. Hello, guys. You know what he said when he first walked in? He said, hey, "What sort of numbers is this podcast doing?" I said, "Oh, it's sort of yeah, we're pretty happy." He said, yeah, "Well, give me the number. What number are you doing?" My daughter listens. Exactly. It's one. one. And I said, oh, you know, sort of four and a half thousand, something like that. Is that pretty? And intricate? he goes, oh, that's pretty good. And I said, I sort of sensed that he wasn't that impressed by the number that we were doing. And he said, oh, yeah, I used to do a podcast at Carlton with Zach Toohey, Grumpy Old Defenders. I said, oh, yeah, I know that. And he goes, yeah, we used to do 10,000.
2: Jeez. Oh, the arse the way you strutted it. I did. Well, <laughs>
0: we've well, we got, we got to double it. New Come up. on, Carlton fans, get out there and double it.
1: Now, we've got a big show today. We'll t- double this week, don't worry about that. Ba- <laughs> <laughs> That's what we like to hear. Bagsy and I are picking our round one team. Gecko did a lot of hard work on this, but we're just dismissing him because he's not here. You're going to have to critique our round one team, yes. okay, what we've done. I must say, I reckon about 15 or six, no, not even, maybe even more than that. I reckon about 18 picked themselves for me, but there were, once you get to the Thin end of the wedge. It's got a bit tight. We need you to give us the what. What you think are going to be the key matchups? We'll throw the big three sure. or four Richmond names, ya. you? Um, there's a lot of people pretty keen for us to talk about the Matthew Lloyd column that appeared in the Weekend Herald Sun. I'm pretty keen to have a chat about it as well. Have you read it, Jamo have You, I will have by you the time will, yeah, get to it. Right, on, lovely. You've had a look at. It. Don't go into don't go into too much depth at the moment. Mm. Keep your powder dry. But in a nutshell, um, what can we expect when we get to the Lloyd column from you?
0: Oh well, he's um, he certainly comes from the same casing as um, Patrick Smith, so they're tied with the same brush at the moment. Because well, mate, if you want the honest opinion, both of them have flaws in their article. Mm. Both of them might have hidden agendas that we don't know about. But you know, to get stuck into Bolton the other week in his second year and getting to SOS in his second year, Mm. it's just absurd. I can throw up three teams I'd rather have a crack at right now than Carlton. Collingwood, Richmond, and um, Port Adelaide, yep. as far as I'm concerned, right, you can you can really throw the knives at them and have a decent crack at them for certain reasons. Uh, but Carlton, mate, we're, we're in a rebuild. Does he understand what SOS says? Five to seven-year rebuild. What does not he understand about that? Mm.
1: It's going to be – I don't know whether this is going to be hard for you because you've been in a sanctum, Michael. So we, what we do here is be voice of the fan – about the Footy Club. Now you've got relationships internally that Baz and I and Gecko certainly don't have, so don't feel like you have to compromise any of those relationships on the way through. But I'd, I'd be really interested to get your thoughts on the, la- the 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 Malthouse years at the Footy Club. My view is that under Mick, we kind of we at the very best we kind of held our ground against the competition. I think we may have lost a bit of ground. And my view is that we've got to climb back to where we were when Mick started. And then we've got to try, we've got to tack on. And that's going to take a couple of years. And, you know, 30 players turn over in two years. The starts happen. Then we've got to try and build from there. And it's going to take time and patience is going to be required. In a nutshell, is that kind of an accurate read of where we're at, do you reckon?
2: I think so. I, look, hindsight's a lovely thing. I reckon when we, we had Mick, I think we thought we could add a few little numbers, have a few band-aids. And maybe fix it and climb forward. I think looking back, that wasn't the case. What we needed to do is what Bolts and Sauce have done, and is start fresh, yep. start from the start, stop trying to you know plaster over the cracks, rip the walls down, and rebuild as they've said. And that's going to take a bit, a little bit longer.
1: But he's got a touch of the geckos about in This bloke. I don't know how I got ten thousand. He's not speaking into the microphone. Properly, turn that Come up on, into your Jim? nose, Come yeah, on, yeah, yeah. Lift, right lift, there. Son. There you go. Lift, okay, otherwise so the, you, otherwise you're out. There's a lot. There's a lot to get into, and there's elements of that which I reckon go right to the heart of where we're at. Which we'll have I'm keen to get your thoughts on all of this from somebody who knows the internal machinations much better than we do. Before we do, um, you and I were both at Princess Park on Sunday. I, I don't know how much notice you've taken of the AFLW Jamo but. There was nearly 6,000 there on Sunday after the 25,000 that started in a blaze of glory. The 19,000 that... Hang on. That's right. The 19,000 who didn't turn up on Sunday that turned up for the novelty of being the first... They missed out big time on Sunday. Uh, That was the feeling you got from being an old Carlton person at Prince's Park to see the way those women against overwhelming odds, gas through the joint, top of the table club, four goals down halfway through the last quarter to see the way they kicked back and rallied and dug in and refused to concede. It was one of the most heartwarming experiences I've had as a Carlton supporter for quite some time.
0: Well, you know, my daughter, Fiona and I won't, Keep relaying as my daughter. Everyone knows now. My daughter's Fiona, so <laughs> so Fiona. You know she's twenty one. She's passionate. Carlton been coming to the footy with me since she was three, and she's embraced it big time. She saw the banner go up. She had tears in tears her in eyes. her eyes. Yep, simple as that. Um, then you know halfway through the last, you know she says to me, "Dad, what do you reckon?" I said, "Nah, not looking good. Not looking good. I think I think they've got us. You know." All of a sudden, as soon as I said that, they banged on three or four goals, and we're back into it, and we're jumping up and down like idiots. (laughs) And again, when the siren went, she was in tears. Just love the way that they, what I want my side to be in the AFL, the men's that is. I don't want them to roll over. I've never cared about the scoreboard in the situation that we're in at the moment. But what I do care about is sides who give in. Mm. I don't want to give in. And they didn't give in. They gave it the absolute all. Uh, Breezy. Bree Davy, Yeah. yeah, Play with a fracture in her back.
1: We can say that now. For the last two games, she's actually got a fracture in her back. She's pushed through that.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, we've got, you know, some stalwarts in that side. Even uh, Lauren Arnell. She was magnificent. You know, just, and and I think. Katie Loins. Yeah. That goal in the last quarter was massive. And, you know, you were calling the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When Vessio took the mark, did you say, Versus yo,
1: yo, beauty. <laughs> I didn't quite get into that. Before, as I was salivating the prospect of her putting it through, she's laid it off, and then Bianca Jacobson's yeah. popped it through. Yeah. So there, there's this thing that's happened, Jamo. About and look, we're, we're older than we're much older than you, um, but they've brought they've filled in a corner of our club that I don't think any of us actually thought needed filling in. But there's the club feels like a better club a whole of club now. We sort of banged on about this a few times, but to see, you know, a thousand people standing on the ground at the race and the players not wanting to sort of go down the race at the end of it, just the joy, the happiness that Carlton supporters were feeling uh, at the end of that, it was it was bloody fantastic. It was really
2: good. It's it's great to hear and it's it's you know, possibly something that's been lacking the past few years for some of our supporters is that real that real hope to to go along and, and see a team that's, you know, right up Right up to the next in these games, and I think the foundation for that has probably was building already with Bolts yep. when he really tried to get this, you know, whole of club and and the fans, you know, back to the club and feeling like they belonged. I think that's made it easier for the the girls to come in and, and feel like they genuinely belong, um, and it's not just an added extra, but they are part of the club. And I think from speaking to the boys and the staff who I I'm still in contact with, you know, they genuinely feel like they're part of the club, and that must make it easy to go out on the weekends and and perform well.
1: For all of the footy you played and, you know, here you're playing it at Prince's Park and uh, at um, the MCG and Eddie Etihad Stadium. Do you have any regrets that you never got to play any footy at Prince's Park
2: for oh, Carlton? Definitely. Um, one, going to that first, first game yeah. of the AFL women's and it was just packed. Yeah. And two, Juddy's first game. I don't know if you remember the preseason, his first game at Princess Park when had about three touches in a row and the place was packed. Like I thought, if we had been out to play here, how good would that been?
1: It's another player, isn't it? Like, remember oh, the days? Yeah, it, we just yeah. lifted definitely. Carlton we teams, you know? never lost the, No. we did, but... We when never, it was on the We line. predominantly yeah, never yeah, lost the, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a pity that they... And there's, you know, there's speculation around the place. The AFL's going to kick some money in to get the roof, the surface back to where it needs to be. And it's certainly going to become the hub for, um, you know, women's footy to a degree in Melbourne. It's a pity, I don't think it'll ever happen, but it's a pity they're not going to be able to find a way to make it somehow AFL ready. Is there any, do you, like, have you got any room for optimism somewhere in the back of your brain that they could somehow play an AFL game there at some stage?
2: I'd love there to be. I think one of the main issues they have is the public transport and and parking. Um, I know they're putting a a new train station in Parkville, so in a few years, so perhaps perhaps that helps, but. Look, I'd love, I think everyone would love, Carlton supporters, you know, and others. I think they could love to see footy back there.
1: So, at the end of it, Bagsy, the end of the season's over. We're not playing next week, and the grand final is going to be played at Metricon, not at the Gabba, but at least it's going to be played in Queensland, which is absolutely the right thing for the Brisbane Lions to have does, having won the right to host a final in their home state. At least they get to do that. What's your kind of nutshell takeaway from um, the inaugural women's season from a Carlton perspective?
0: Massive tick. Yeah. Massive tick. Like, every game they played, um, apart from Frio, which I think they lost by about three goals, and they, they had an off day there. But, um, no, every other game, they were in it up to their ears. And I've, I've said it before on this program that they are very even across the board. They get lots of contribution from a lot of players, whereas other teams have these star-studded midfielders that seemed to get them over the line. We don't really have the star-studded midfield. But what we do have is Bree Davey, the Vessio, the captain, um, and very, very even across the board. I think it's been a massive tick for themselves. You know, they can hold their heads up very, very high. Um, that They've done the best they can with injuries as well mm. along the way. I think, um, I think it's, honestly, for all of us, it's been a breath of fresh air. And and you know I was one of the doubters. Mm, mm. I honestly said, you know, I didn't think, I didn't know what to think. To be honest with you, I thought it would be unwatchable. Mm. You know that. So I mean, I've said that before. I thought it would be unwatchable, but it's very watchable. I've been every game. Yeah, been every game. Watch every game. Watch replays. <laughs> you know, and yeah. I love it. I love yeah. it. Now I don't even feel like I'm watching women play footy and I don't mean to be disrespectful no, I to exactly anybody, I mean, but I just... I it, now, I'm starting to see how well they kick the ball, how well they understand the game. Mate, I'm not kidding you. They play better than me and you. <laughs> I've often... Won- i something.
1: Watching a game, watching the women's game, I've thought, I wonder how I'd go out there, like, you know, when I was... Shit-ass. Yeah, I don't really you're probably right. Shit-ass. Like, at me, pom, at me peak, at, you know, 25 or 26, or whatever it was, physical peak as a footballer, how would I go out there? Would I... But then you see, like I saw Mo Hope yesterday gather a footy, turn on a dime and then hit a 35 metre lace out to their other key forward, the one that goes, good, um, uh, the one who kicked the first goal on it. Yeah, I see um, Ali Blackburn burst, oh, like Chris Jesus Judd special. bursts out of congestion Jesus and kicks special. it from 50 on the burst, goes through. On the fly, mm. I could never do that, mate. Like, this they do things that I could never, ever, ever in my wildest dreams done. I saw um Taylor Harris yesterday, like, she's an she's a beast. She, like, the way she launched that bullet sat on the carlton defender's head and just clunked it. Mm. Oh, no, they're, they've got things at that level that. You know, blokes at suburban level who think, oh, yeah, I'd get a kick out there. No, they're oh, damn whistling dicks. Yeah. They're dreaming, these places. And, and
2: they've had one professional pre-season. Spot on. It's only going to get exactly. a, a lot, lot Spot better on. and exactly. a lot, lot better quicker.
1: Jamo, um, we're in this funny situation at Carlton. We're kind of, um, we're a bit of a footnote in a lot of conversations because we're not very good. No one's expecting us to be great this year or be a competitor or, or in the mix this year. It's sort of like, we'll talk about everybody else. Oh, and then we'll talk about Carlton. And it's, yeah, they're rebuilding. Yeah, they're not going to win any games. Oh, yeah, they've got a couple of good players. But, yeah, next, what's the next subject? So that's okay. That's the kind of reason we started doing the podcast, because Carlton people can't don't get the opportunity to hear that many other people talk about Carlton. I don't know whether we've become overly sensitive to um, newspaper or media criticism. A couple of weeks ago, as Baz alluded to earlier, Patrick Smith wrote, a pretty shallow and thoughtless piece about Brendan Bolton, which we discussed on the podcast. And Lloydy, who I really like, I really like Matty Lloyd as a bloke, and I like him as a media performer. He wrote a, um, you know, a piece on Carlton, um, you know, cruising for a bruising was the headline in that weekend's um, Saturday Herald Sun. And he's talked about a couple of things. We're going to be no good. We're going backwards. The recruiting of all these GWS blokes is a retrograde step. Um, so we're going to talk about some of the elements within that cause I feel like it's easy for Carlton supporters who aren't hearing a lot of conversation. The club's pushing a very patient, patient, softly, softly line. They're not front-footing the defense of where they're at that much, which is frustrating Carlton supporters. And I know some Carlton supporters read this stuff and they go, Lloyd, spot on. Yeah. He's 100% spot on. What are we doing? We're getting hacks out. We're bringing hacks in. We're going nowhere. Why aren't we going and getting big-name players are we to begin with? Are we getting a? Are we potentially a bit sensitive to criticism at the moment because we are where we're at? Do you reckon?
2: Well, I think it depends where you take it. Um, I think Patrick's Smith's article was almost nonsensical. We, th- um, we agree. We agree. And unreadable, and and far too soon. And Lloyd is, I think, one, either nearly pushing down the same path or he's just gone far too early, um, to make those calls. Um, the fact is, there's no. Right or way, right or wrong way, that's been proven. How to how to draft, how to trade, how to how to pick the perfect team, um, and so to say that what he said about some of the players we brought in, I think is the main thing is far too soon.
1: Yep. So he starts. I don't want to be so glass half empty. Well, it's a completely glass half empty uh, half empty approach. His third paragraph. If I was AFL boss Gillan McLaughlin, I'd be really concerned at just how far this once great club has fallen. That is just that is a inflammatory, uh, nonsensical point. If if you're Gillam McLaughlin right now, maybe in the past you might have looked at the way Carlton did business and had yeah. in that chair the right to be concerned about the way they are administering their footy club. Right now, if you're the AFL CEO, I think thank goodness they've finally got a they've got some methodology, methodology. they've got they've got a process that they've actually embarked upon. It seems like a process that we've seen it work that way, investing through the draft at other clubs, finally they're doing that. Finally they're doing that. It's going to take a while, but if I'm the AFL CEO right now, I finally can sit back and breathe a sigh of relief that at least they've got some systems and processes in place.
2: For the time I was at the club, possibly a few years before, it, I don't have an opinion on before that because I didn't really follow the club. Uh, and you know, this, this is very is, This is an opinion. This okay. is a fact. It's clearly the most process-driven path they've taken. Yep. And that's not an opinion. That's just a fact. It is
1: absolutely, 100%. Mm. Okay, well, so there's a few things that I want to say about it. Um, you go first, Bagsy. You've read the piece. You've read it a yeah, few Yeah, I've read times.
0: it. I mean, just the first thing is that like, for me personally, I take offence to a few things that he said here personally because when you're talking about my club, right, our club, mm. Chamo's club, 150 gamer so when you say this once great club right and you talk about us in the past tense right I'm not going to cop it from you know the velvet sledgehammer you know what I mean because we've got 16 cups sitting there at Princess Park right so you don't get that um, without being a good club and sure we've had our little ups and downs over the past 10 or 15 years but you know what so is his club Right, They went down the salary cap issue too mm. many years ago. They copped the $500,000 fine. No one ever brings that up anymore, Right, and so did Melbourne. Right, We did too. We did the wrong thing. But you know what? There was plenty of clubs back then, probably mm-hmm. dabbling a little bit, Not Right, yet. who Not didn't yet. get caught. Yep. Yep. We were silly enough to get caught, and I'm glad we got caught. I'm actually glad. Then his club goes down the um, uh, dabbling of chemistry, and whichever way you want to look at that, Someone has said that you, they did the wrong thing, and they paid a massive, mass, massive penalty for it, right? So then to come out and call, you know, to say this once great club, look at your own club, mate. Mm. You know, they've won a flag since two thousand, right? That's seventeen years already, right? And we're, I know we're ninety five, but the last two times they played us in finals, we pulled their pants down both times, <laughs> and they gave us a nice little, and they gave us a nice little, um. Uh, entry into another final, that we, <laughs> right? And and then we pull the Richmond pants down as well. So I mean, when when you nut it down, right? I'm not. I'm sorry, Andy. You know I'm passionate. No, I'm not. I gonna copp- right. no, I'm not no. going to cop it from people like that who just want to come out swinging without too much substance. Hmm. So that's that's that out the way. When he talks about the Bulldogs, uh, nineteen players who have got hand and foot above average. Mm-hmm, rah 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 Carlton's only got five. Well, Fred, <laughs> that's why Footscray won the, oh, sorry, the Western Bulldogs, won the premiership last year and yeah. we finished 14th. So tell us something we don't know. That's exactly why we're 14th. And we're trying to bring talent into the club, through the draft, through other clubs. So we know where we're at. That's just That's just a little bit that he says that doesn't, need to be said. Well,
1: well, I wanted to dwell on this just for a minute because I reckon a lot of Lloydy's um, genesis for this piece is the fact that he's bringing in players who, according to champion data, the prospectus, uh, sit in a lowly ranking category, right? So he's looking at these players, he's using the champion data um, ranking system, and he's going, what are you bringing in players who aren't above average? If you're going to get better, you've got to bring players in who are above average. So what I thought was, okay, we're two years now into... We've turned 30 players over in two years. 30 players in two years. We've drafted, through the National Draft, 11 players in the last two years. No two-year period in either St Kilda, Melbourne, or the Western Bulldogs, who are being held up as kind of like the flag bearers of these you know system-driven rebuilds. Yep. At no stage did they have a two-year period where they drafted more than 10 players. So we've drafted 11. In that two-year period with the shuffling of draft picks back and forth for players here and players there, we've actually traded one live draft pick. So it's not as if we've traded, like some clubs, we've traded future firsts, firsts, future seconds. We've basically kept a draft pick portfolio intact while getting all of this done. You pick on Rhys Palmer, we got him for pick 135 effectively, all right? So, So don't worry about that. He's a list player... And he's actually not the worst, and he had a good year at GWS. He played in their prelim, so he was good enough to be in their side that nearly got through. And he would have played in the grand final had they won it. He probably holds his ground and plays in the grand final. But getting back to that champion data stuff, how many many years do you reckon we're away from being – I ask this because I've got a figure in mind myself. How many years do you reckon we're away from being not only a contender to play finals for he, but being a real player, a contender to win a flag again, just in a perfect world?
2: I think – Two to be pushing finals, yep. and then probably the other two more. Perfect. So three, three to three to four years. Oh, spot on.
1: Okay. Spot on. So what I did, I agree with you both. So I went back to the start of 2014. I've got the 2014 prospectus in front of me, right? And I thought, okay, let's see if Lordy was going to write this article about the Western Bulldogs back in 2014. Let's see where their premiership team was in terms that they ran around in 2016. Let's see where they were from a champion data perspective. Because he might have looked at the Western Bulldogs in two, going into the 2014 season and said, they're rubbish. These blokes are rubbish. And this is what, in no particular order. Liam Pickin, average. Toby McLean, undrafted. Matthew Boyd was elite. Marcus Bonapalli, yet to play. Jo- Johannesson, average. Tom Boyd, yet to play. Zane Cordy, un. Unclassified. Josh Dunkley yet to play Caleb Daniel yet to, yet to play Jack McRae, below average Easton Wood, poor ja- This is according to the champion data yeah. Jake Stringer, poor Clay Smith, below average Dale Morris, below average. Jordan Ruffhead, average. Tory Dixon, average. Shane Biggs came off a Sydney rookie list. Hamling, Fletcher Roberts, Lockie... Libba was a tick and Delhouse were a tick. They were both above average. But if you looked at the Western Bulldogs profile, according to champion data, in 2014, there is no way, according to the Matthew Lloyd rule of thumb, that you could possibly have predicted that that team would win a flag three years later. Under, if that is your rule of thumb, under no circumstance... Could you have predicted the success that came their way three years later? Where's really, that book? really stuck in my mind. Where's court. that book? <laughs> Here's Throw, the in book the here.
0: Throw, Throw it in the bin. It means nothing.
1: Well, I'm not sure about that. I mean, well, there's data in there. Well,
2: the- it's good for picking a super coach. That's about
0: <laughs> yeah. I so, mean, you know, I mean, he goes on to say that out of the 16 that he's the champion data rankings that the majority were not. Uh, playing at their respective clubs on a regular basis. Yep. Oh, I reckon there's about four. That's not majority out of 16, mm. right? Uh, if you go through them single, which we're not going to go through singly, there's about four there that were delisted and were not getting a game, right? Land Jones, uh, Jed Lamb, Alex Silvani, and one or two others. Yep. The, rest, yep. the rest, if you look at them right closely, and I implore people to actually look at them closely. They were getting a game at their clubs or injured at the time. Yeah. You know, Billy Smets, six years on their list at Geelong, right? And only injury probably crueled him. Uh, but they thought enough of him to have him on their list for six years. Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah. Let's get things in perspective that it's not the majority of those 16 that were not getting a game at their clubs, nope. right? Uh, That's the minority.
1: Are we being overly sensitive here? Not at all. Okay. Nope. Here's, I'm going to ask you about um, blokes that you spent time with. Not not to comment individually, but just further to the um, you know the players that we're bringing in who have had experience at other clubs. Yep. And this is no disrespect to the five that I'm going to mention who were delisted at the end of last year. You, okay. you retired. So five guys were delisted who had played senior footy, right? Tut, Dick, Smith, Wiley, Everett. They were delisted at the end of last year, right? So as of their five that, that are no longer on the list, the five we brought in who have played senior footy elsewhere, Smetz, Palmer, Marchbank, Pickett, Alex Silvani, I would put to you that with, with absolute respect to the five that yeah. were delisted, I'll put to you that the five that are in are a much stronger collective of players than the five that have gone out. A much stronger not, not just not a marginal thing but a much stronger collective with significant upside in certainly Marchbank and Pickett, and possibly Smets. I think with, you know, Palmer's where he's at. And Alex Silvani is in for a bit of backup and a role play. We understand that. You lose people like Jamison. You've got to bring, you know, some able-bodied veteran defenders in. Well,
0: it's hard to replace those super Bowls.
1: Well, players, it's haven't? hard to replace them. My heart and soul blokes. But um, I-, I would put to you that the five that are in are much better than the five that are out, irrespective of where they've come from or what stick you might have up your ass about yeah. GWS and a, a policy that you're thinking is being employed by a particular just, footy club. Just
0: the one player there, probably Everett, I'd probably stick up for. He's probably He didn't get picked up anywhere, but I, he was serviceable. I'm not, not really sure why he went off the rails there, but he was serviceable. So he'd be the only one I'd probably stick up for. Him. No one else picked him up, though, did they? No, I mean, no, no, no. I understand that, you know, that. understand And I'm with you.
1: I'm not. with you. I don't want I, to pot him. And I'm not, I don't mean to sound like uh, I'm, I'm yeah. potting him. No. But if... If some if say a Hawthorne had a seen something in him and thought you know like they do, I oh, just' we'll give this bike a lifeline, he can kick us thirty thirty five goals a year, then we might have looked stupid, but mm, yeah. it, you know the rest of the competition had a chance to pick him up, and they didn't yeah,
0: that, well, you're right the the five then that have come in are obviously better.
1: It just upsets me that we're a bit of a we're an easy target at the moment, and I don't mind people being critical of us like i've got no issues with that at all, but I just want if you're going to be critical of us, just think about it. Well, just be th- just be thoughtful, you know, put some thought into it.
0: Well, I do think that he should have looked further, Matthew Lloyd, mm. into our problem as to why we're in this pro- predicament now. 2011 to 2014. 2014 draft, as I've alluded to before, oh, it was horrendous. Yeah. It's it's terrible draft for us. Uh, uh, I think it's just Liam Jones and, and Jack's... Okay, that's yep, a bad yep, sort yep. of thing. But no, it's it's horrendous, right? But two thousand eleven, twelve, and thirteen are just as bad. And you know, I've got a list here, but whether you want to hear it or not, I don't. I couldn't kill less. But there's a lot of players there that did not play one game for Carlton in all these. It, it
1: always like. hurts to hear people rattle through these lists.
0: You know, it's terrible. They're mate. wasted years, wasted years. And this is why. I mean, two thousand eleven, Andy. That's six years in the system. These guys should be twenty-four years of age playing good footy for Carlton. Uh, even, you know, 2012, they 2000, should be 22, 23 years old, playing some reasonable football for us. There's none of them there. Yeah. There's heaps gone through the system and
1: out. Jam, I wasn't going to do this, but I'm going to ask you about Christian Jacks. We talked about him a lot from the very first podcast. And I've said a couple of times that the guys that you have the highest hope for, hopes for uh, are the ones that can disappoint you the most. And when we got him, I thought, fantastic. You know, top 15 draft picks, 6'5", athletic, can play at either end. Exactly the sort of player that I imagine you and your other key position players at the club thought, fantastic. This is the sort of player we don't have a lot of and he could yeah. be it could be a fantastic acquisition at the footy club. Why hasn't he been able to translate all of those physical gifts that he's got into a significant AFL career? Is that, is that an uncomfortable question for me to ask no, you?
2: No. It's, he's, one, I think he's harshly judged. From just the position he was picked up in the draft, okay, that's right. not yep. his choice. Yep. You know, some kids develop quicker than others at that age. Fair enough. That's a good some. Point. Yep. Some go on and then they hold that level. You know, above the other people they drafted, above or below. Um, look, if he was a, a late draft pick, a rookie pick, he wouldn't be judged so harshly. No, that's a good point. Um, he's judged harshly on the fact that he looks like he doesn't try and he doesn't put the effort in. Um, I can personally say that's not the case. He's just got a bit of a laconic feel. Um, he trains very hard. Um, he's doing everything he can. Mm. Um, maybe he's just, you know, he's struggling to take that next step for whatever reasons. He's a confidence player, or he's you know, he gets injured at the wrong times, or he's just not living up to that pick, which yeah, yeah, yep. fifteen. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's what that's all it is. Do you?
1: We talk about. Um, like we would have loved to have played for Carlton, mate. Like it would have been a dream. We just weren't good enough, obviously. But speak for yourself. It, well, Nick. yeah, you are unlucky. You, are, <laughs> I just you got you're injured. Unlucky. You're <laughs> unlucky. Um, but we we see some blokes, and we won't individualise because we haven't done that on this show, and we're not going to do it um, until such time that we feel like we have to, and it might come, but it might not. But we see some blokes who it's on the line for them. It's 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 now or never type yep. stuff, yep. And they look like they don't. They're not going. It's hard. They're not going. They're not taking their footy to the next level, and we can't understand how you can allow that to happen. That it's it's there for you, mate. You you got drafted into the AFL system for it. Now you obviously missed out on national draft, but you get the rookie, and then you come in and you become a magnificent player for the football club. Almost all Australian in eleven or twelve. What year? What year? You'll know exactly what year it was.
2: Okay. Well, well,
1: you should have been in the All Australian too, but you've got a bit injured late in the year. But, um, um, you tr- you did everything you had to do to get yourself to the next level, and I'm not sure what question I'm trying to ask you here, but we get we see some blokes who they're on the edge, they're right on the edge, and we've seen him kick the footy 60 meters and hit a target, we've seen him break a tackle, we've seen him kick a goal on the run, we've seen them... Closed down or up. We've seen them do all the things you need to be able to yep. do. But they just don't do it as though their life depends on it.
0: Can yeah. you, do you, you go can on? I, can I ask the question on yeah. your behalf then? Yeah, because I, I don't know what question well, I'm okay. I, I think, know, I I, know I think exactly. he's trying to say is that you played 150. You didn't come through as a you know number one pick. You got picked out of um, the Bendigo League or wherever. So you've come to the club as a rookie listed player. So you could have easily just, you know, done your little bit and then walked away and said, oh, I tried my best. How, good, am oh, how good was that? Yeah. How did you get the best out of yourself, Jamo? And and I'll say this sincerely because, like, you know, your family would be extremely proud of you in what you achieved. You should be proud of yourself in what you achieved. Carlton's proud of what you achieved. And all our supporters, you know, to see a bloke get the best out of himself, how do you think these guys can emulate what you've done for yourself?
2: I think it comes. It really it ends up coming down to priorities, and what I think's changed over the last five years, ten years, twenty years, is how early these guys are starting their football careers. And I say careers as in when it starts to become the main part of their job. Mm. So when I started, you know, the highest thing you could do was TAC Cup. Um, you know, there might have been AIS academies at eighteen. That's now. You know, I've heard of kids now getting. Personal trainers at twelve. Jeez. So from twelve years old to eighteen, it's just a job. It's not something that I'm not I'm saying I'm not saying that every kid drafted these no, days no, no. yeah, is yeah, yeah. just doing it because that's their job. I reckon there's a less number of AFL players that go into the system that do it because they want to and that's what they love doing. Jeez. I think it's turning more into a business. And an example I cite is I was lucky enough to be in Ireland at the end of last year and saw the All-Island Grand Final. Mm. And they're amateurs and they go as hard as anything I've ever seen mm. because they're doing it because they want to, they're doing it for their, their county, they're doing it for their teammates and I reckon they're all doing it. I think there's less players like that now because it's turning a little bit more into a business and a job and less because that's what the player yeah. Really, yeah, that's really loves. That's, that's, that's groundbreaking,
0: really interesting. mate. That's groundbreaking. i got to say, so you're almost saying that there's guys there who are happy to... Get three four years contract out of a club on a base of one twenty, and think, well, I'll, I'll I'll pick half a million out of them for four years, and then I've paid for my house. Bang, and then I can leave if if
2: I'm not good enough. There's certainly more than there used to be. So Jesus.
1: if you were if you were recruiting, if you if that was part of your purvey, which you know may or may not come to pass down the track, would character and the desire, would that become, you know, the most important thing almost for you?
2: I'd be right up there, and I I know that's one of Bolts' really big things, and that's why you have recruiters now calling teachers and principals and past football coaches and not just going to watch games.
1: Yeah, right. I love to – you know what? And listening to you say that, we mentioned this last week, the week before, and it's just a little thing as a throwaway, but, you know, you watch – we've often said before we started doing this – when someone kicks a goal, get over and pat him on the ass. Get around him. There's no – where's a bit of all that? You know, we know we're up and about when we're watching Carlton. When Murph kicks one, and plenty everyone from around yeah. the ground gets to him. Yeah. And, you know, a defender, Zach kicked one when he was – and then he on the way back, every player as he – can he's, come on. Like yesterday, yesterday in the women's game, Privatelli kicked the goal in that little rush. Mm. And she went back to the back line. And as she went back, she was – like, the momentum was building. She was running. I watched her run back. She was giving everyone, come on, we can still win. That's still three down or something. Yeah. We can still win this. And you see that and you go, spirit is alive and these players care. And on a couple of occasions this year, I've seen um, Caleb Marchbank miss a target or, yeah. or make an error. And he gets so down on himself. Yeah. Like, he's really kicking himself. Like, oh, he wants to be so much better than that. And... There's players who have drifted through Carlton in the last, you know, in your time at the Footy yep. Club, you weren't one of them, but obviously, but there are players who you think they don't really care, like they, they don't, they're not, they're not investing in becoming a Carlton person. They don't want to be known as a great Carlton man or woman by the time they leave the Footy Club, and that's what people like Baz and I and Gecko we can't we can't understand that, and it's a really interesting insight you give us as to maybe why definitely. Um Right, so that's the Lloydie column done and dusted. Um, we like him, Matthew. I know Lloydie well enough. Somebody will point him onto this, and he'll have a listen to that. So, so round one, Thursday night, no one's given us a hope in hell against Richmond. Um, no one. It'll be. It'll be. Will be blanked in every tipping yeah. you know forum you'll find. No one's going to give us a chance, and uh, that's okay. So, what we decided to do, Michael, was pick our um, our twenty-two. That, that not necessarily the twenty-two we think will be picked. But the 22 we'd actually like to see picked. I think somewhere it becomes a bit of both. If I'm honest, I'd probably pick one or two players, maybe one who I I wouldn't. If I had my way, he wouldn't be necessarily in the 22. But I think he'll get picked. Mm. Um, so I think it somewhere becomes a bit of a a bit of both. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. I, Is I, did that happen to you when well, you picked I'll yours?
0: Look, uh, two three weeks ago, I picked a side and it's changed since yeah, because yep. I know I know they're not going to pick him. Yep. Yep. But I'd like to see them in there, sure. but I know they're not going to pick them. So, so, why, so why talk about them if, if I don't think the club's going to pick so them?
1: We'll, so do you want to go through your side in its entirety? Then I'll go oh, through oh, mine. You just, and then you, you tell us what you think of the two teams. And we really are. I why don't you, you to, go by line by line? Line by line. line. Right. Oh, you go for from the back line.
0: Right. Uh, Ploughman, Jamison, White. <laughs> <laughs> oh, You've got him coming like playing, back that. Yeah. Right, oh. well, I need him to play against Reebok, right, <laughs> okay. who he did use to pull his pants yeah, down no, all the time. And he knows that. All right. I've got Ploughman, Rowe, White.
1: Right. So I've got Ploughman, Rowe,
0: Doherty. Uh Then I've got Doherty, Marchbank, Simo, okay. the general.
1: I've got Simpson on one flank. I've got Marchbank on the other. And I've just I've got Alex Silvani. I, I, I was thrown look, a curveball. I have. I'd like to see Alex Silvani activated. I, I think Flipper, Andrew Phillips, could be – I don't want to rush him. I don't think we need to rush him at the moment. So I'd put him on the long term, give him the eight weeks – bring Silvani in, and I'd say to Silvani, you go with Ben Griffiths and you just hack him. You don't let him take a mark, mate. We just need a hard nose stopper. You go to Griffiths because if was... Have you got some insight information? No, I haven't at all. No, no, no. I want Silvani to get activated so he can play with. So often in these Richmond games, Ooh, and we're not pumping up your tyres because you're here, but it wasn't Jack that got us. It was Ty Vickery who'd bob up and kick his two or three in tight games that would often be the difference. And I'm not having to go at Rowie or whoever no, no, had no. him. It was just that second, the the taller forward who seemed to get away, get yeah. off the chain a little bit. Yeah, so I reckon Sam can do the job. But Revolt might get him a bit on the ground occasionally, but I'm happy to cop that. Let Rowie go with him. And I'm saying, Silvani, you just do not let this bloke take an uncontested mark. If it's not him, I've got a feeling him McCready might play. So at centre half back, it's. it's so coming... You haven't got
2: White in the side. I, really. I,
1: well, he might be on the interchange. Okay. Um, he might not be. And I'm saying, <laughs> Simpson, Doherty, Marchbank, oh, they've got to be opponent accountable when it comes down. I don't even know how you set up
2: anymore, you blokes. Tell us. No, it's. Well, it's From when I first started, it was, you know, you one on one. And Lordy used to say, you know, come back. And it was the, the 50 to ourselves. Now that's not even it's not even close to one on one. it's six blokes they've got six blokes. Well really eighteen have got eighteen. Yep. That's what gives me a lot more confidence that we can we'll probably still play row, he'll get rewalt, yep. for the majority of the time. Oh, okay. But it's if there's a lot of crossing over, they won't our boys won't swap over. They'll just hold their positions. Okay. And we've got some great players down there, you've mentioned Ploughman, White uh Marchbank and White. Who are great third man in, so that was giving me confidence about the second tool.
1: So, before you get into the mids, yeah. When Martin goes forward, he will be he'll have an opponent assigned to him when he goes forward, won't he? Yeah, we Is have, that how we have, we have, have a,
2: a preferred opponent. Would
1: that be would that be Lockie Plowman? Would would he be the one that you would give the job to? Or
2: white, white. If he was down there, and if he's not, probably Plowman. Okay, yep. right. And that's a bit of a concern for me because I think Zach
0: used to play in not he? and used to do a reas- yeah. perfect matchup. So. Yeah. In my
2: side, I was really
0: struggling with that sixth defender because uh, clearly we don't have the player to um, uh, play like Zach did. Yep. And I reckon maybe Gus Sheehan or maybe, well, I was going to put a bit of pressure on him, but Burn, mm. those two there. Um, Would have been in my side had they been fit. fit. Yeah, that's where it's a
1: little bit tricky for them. So I'd go, I'd say, I'd say, Plammer, when he comes in inside, you've got him, he's yours. Revolt, Rowe, Silvani, um, uh, Griffiths, and the other three, we need you to go. You're our setup, guys.
0: Peel off. Just go your
1: hardest, Marchie, run your guts out when you get a chance. And the other two, just use the footy, be the little out the back sweeper, be our setup, guys. That's what they do. So so we're around the mix. So we've got a difference at center You've got yeah, Whitey, yeah. and I haven't got Whitey. But yeah. I love him. I yeah. love Simon. Like yeah. I love, I love him as a bloke, and I love what he brings to the table. Like, but
0: well, it's I, only I, I didn't really think of Silvani. I, I didn't know. Yeah. they well, we'll allowed to way. play him? Well, He's not a yet.
1: No, not yet. He hasn't, been, but he has to be activated. He's not on the primary. We have got forty primary list players. So well, that's
0: why I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. Quite, anyway, they, can mate, by, I anyway. they can do it by. I think
1: they can do it by Wednesday, like two o'clock Wednesday. They're twenty four hours before. I think they've got. You know, it might not happen, and I know they're really happy with McCready. I've do you been know top. anything,
2: Gemma? You know anything? No, I honestly know nothing. Mm, so no. the brotherhood of the back. You know, we've got to tell the, truth you in here. the loop. We tell the truth here.
1: Yeah, you got, no got to leave the party. Stuff, you leave the party stuff. No more
2: leaks at the Blues. I know. I don't know anything. Sorry. Have you got any? Uh, do, do you, you, you trust go him? down there much? And like, have you got any? Uh, no role with, down there or no anything. No role. No. Went down and watched the game at Princess Park, but apart from that.
0: No. I'd love you down there as, as a bit of a just a front office mate.
2: No.
1: What? Front office? No, no, no. He's no. He's a white-collar bloke now. Oh, okay. He doesn't get his hands dirty. All either. right. <laughs> this
0: all right. You no. stick your head in your paper.
1: Yeah. Righto. So, midfield... Well, you know, okay. So How do you do this? So, well, because... so go your centre line. Yeah, all right. And a, your centre line and you're, and you're starting on ball brigade. So, your ruck, ruck, rover, rover. Okay. So, give us I've a six. I've gone
0: Murphy, Ed Kerno, Carriage. Righto. And starting rucks is obviously Cruiser, Cripps, Gibbs.
1: Righto. So, I've gone Smets, you tick tick if you've got. I've got Smeds on the wing, naming him on the wing for whatever it's worth. Smeds Cripps in the pivot, Ed Kerno on the wing, and then I've got Cruiser Gibbs Murphy. They're, so that's the same so six. I oh, know you've got carriage. Well,
0: Kerridge, you got Smeds. I've got Smeds starting on the bench. Okay, right.
1: So we've got five of the six. Um, it's still our strength, isn't it? I mean, have you? We were talking about Matty Cruiser last week. We reckon he's had a super JLT. Yeah. We haven't seen him move like he's moved for a long time. Have you seen enough of the preseason to get a sense for how he's going?
2: Yes, and I've heard just from the boys that he's had a great he's had a really, really good preseason. Um it a little I think he cops it harshly, Cruz, from what he's what he's been through. You know, and for you know, a midfielder to have an ACL is one thing. For a big guy to have an ACL and have stress fractures in your feet and those sort of things. It's yeah, to even get back to It's a effort. miracle that he's playing. And yep. for the work the sort of way he plays. you know, he's not a finesse tat ruckman and that's it. He puts his head down. Um He's going to have a super year. Stay
1: you, fit. Are you a gut feel on, again, we talked about, we talked about yeah. this last week, I reckon we've got an issue and Phillips is right to go because I, I get we've watched a lot of Matty, because we've seen him since day one. I think he's better, just give him the work. Give him yeah, the job. Yeah, yeah. Chop out here and there. You know, maybe yeah. you know, Levi does a bit of work up there. or um, send a, But let Matthew do 90%, 95% of it. Have you got a, is that what he likes doing too? And that, yeah, that's yeah, his favourite. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um. So he's flying. So they're, we're they're, we're very similar in the back six. We're very similar in the sort of starting core of our mids four line. Anything can happen here. I don't know. You could do anything. So give me give me oh, half. I went.
0: Line. I went. Uh, Picket, Weedering, Armfield.
1: So I've gone Palmer, Weidaring, Charlie Curno, half forward. I think Kerno plays. We had a chat about it. Yeah, on, yeah, yeah. I've our, got him on the bench. Yeah. So yeah. I have got Charlie Curno starting. You got Pal- Pickett in the side. Yeah, he's yeah, next line. We've got oh, so another so line so. to go. Yeah. So Palmer, Wheatering, Kerno for me, across half forward. Uh, and then I've got Wright, Casbolt, Pickett, uh as my as my four line.
0: Oh, I've got uh, Jack, Silvani,
2: Casbolt, Wright.
1: Okay, so we've got we both got Wietering starting at centre half yes. forward. Is that would you roll the dice? Uh,
2: yes, I would. I think we've got just much better depth down back. Yep. Um and side so start weeders forward for sure. He
1: just looks he's done enough, hasn't he? He's done enough to suggest that he can yeah. that he can and I reckon if you've got if you've got and I've, I've got you'll find him on the bench at the moment, but I reckon we've got um with Wheatering, Charlie Curno and Jack Silvani, mm-hmm. we've got enough marking high blokes who can push up. Leave Levi – Levi, you don't have to get up the ground as much you can if you need to, and you will when you're on the ball. But stay, mate, anchor yourself to that inside 30. Let us let you be the long ball option when and if we need it. Give the mids, when we get Richmond turn around, we need someone to be able to kick the footy to. We put the little blokes at your feet. We saw Pickett last week. He's yeah. very capable above above his head. Uh, we know what Matthew Wright's clever. He's a pro. He does yeah. what he does. Um, and if those
2: three guys are moving and especially are getting up, there's no two-on-ones versus Levi too. There's not many. They're going to beat him one-on-one.
1: Spot on, opponent. spot oh, on. perfect. So uh, perfect. so uh, that's what I'm saying. And I reckon Weedering can do it. Wiedering's, he he can move. Like so Gemma, it'd be Gemma, great, who's great if pl-
2: Rance went to Wiedering. Wiedering oh, that's what, that's well, that's what we're it. hoping. That's exactly what I was going to ask. Who do you reckon to all, yeah. engage Rance and not let him get loose and things like that? And that's is, all, yeah, go on.
0: Is, is there any danger? And is this a ridiculous comment? I've been watching Rance just play the, the Paul Ruse type game where he just doesn't doesn't really look like he's got a man and he just goes third up or he just runs. Is there any chance that a side, whether it be us or any other side, sticks a player on him and just says,
2: negate him? Is it, can can you do that or not really? I think you can just have a smart forward on them that once they're not going to get the footy, they get back onto him. I don't think they'd purely have to be a purely negative player. Right. I think they can still hurt him and kick goals. Um but chief if he's getting away, then I wouldn't be against it.
1: He looks like a player to me, Jamo, who likes getting... Um, no, I'm going to say soft soft footy. There is some soft footy you can get out the back by AFL standards. But he looks, he looks to me like the player who likes to sag out, get the little 30-metre lateral in a bit of space... And he likes a gallop. He, I think he yeah. gets into the game when he's got a bit of space around him. He can have a run and he can maybe take a bloke on and get past him and, you know, break a line. He looks like that sort of bloke. So, And I get the feeling that Richmond like having him on that last line. If they can get if, – if he does engage Weedering and weedering plays genuine centre-half forward, yeah. I reckon that's a massive win. A massive win for Carlton tactically because I'm not sure they've got other blokes – who are as they're as comfortable having on that last line to just calm the whole ship down as a key defender? Were you? Is that a fair call that some blokes like? They're better on that last line oh, than definitely. they are up the field. Yeah.
2: yeah. Well, you can see the whole play. Yep. Um, you can see who's coming and going. You can get off and help. Which Rance is the best in the compact? Clearly. Yep. Um, so I think the higher we get him, definitely the better.
0: Are you uh, confident that Rance will go to Wiedering?
2: Is there another matchup that Richmond might I think go? Rance will just play on the deepest if that's what they want. He won't care who it is. Okay.
1: Okay. All right. Um, now, the final four. The And look, you know, there's – all there's. everybody wants to play in the opening game, of course. We're pretty healthy. We've got a – you know, we've got a pretty fit – I've got a bit of news on that too, by the way. I've got a bit of news on Piotrowski-Seaton for us Ooh. before we finish up today. Good news, I hope. Oh, yeah. It's okay, good, good. Boy. <laughs> It's <laughs> – it's stimulating news, if you know what I mean. Um, oh, oh, well, geez, well, no one's right. going to hear except us, Teresa. Uh Who are the four? I found this the hardest. I found those four the hardest to pick. To be honest, you clearly didn't.
0: No, no. Oh well, I've got Smets on the bench, uh, Palmer, Charlie Kerno, and um, begrudgingly uh, Daisy. I'm
1: exactly the same. I've got Carriage, Armfield, Jack, Silvani starting on. Had I been ballsy, I wouldn't. Have, I would have put Dale in my team. I don't reckon he's done enough in the JLT. He's
0: done a couple of things though really that are just want clever. Jamo, something about Daisy. So I got him in as well. Can you please tell me uh, a bloke who doesn't understand the game like you guys do? Can you please tell me, like, in the time you've been there and how they're going to use him? Like, how do they use this guy? I don't even know what position he plays. How do the do you know what they t- tell him to do for the for the day? I mean, I, I've got no idea. Because if he's a midfielder, he averaged 12 possessions a game last year, had 18 games of footy at Carlton, and didn't get top 10 in our best and fairest. So the question is, like, what role does he play for the team?
2: Is well, it- I think it, it changes weekly um, for a lot of players, and in particular it does for Daisy, because he can play in numerous positions. Um Look, I know there's a lot of criticism out for days and I'm not um, you know, protecting him wholeheartedly, but I also know that you do a shoulder 30 seconds into a year. stiff, yeah. It's very hard and then yep. you use those averages, but really you got to play a month of footy before you're getting back. Um, I think if if possible at all, let's reserve judgment after a full pre-season, give him a month and then and then see what we think.
1: I'm happy with that. That's probably fair. Look, there's a he we ride
2: blokes We ride blokes
0: too hard because, as you can appreciate, we're bloody passionate, mate. You know, I'm 52, he's 52. You know, we haven't been here for two minutes. We've been here for a long time. We've been through the days where you weren't even born and, you know, we've seen this club reach their lofty heights. Yeah. And it burns us in the guts when we see... Um, say, just say. Oh, we just see blokes just going through the motions and it, it just shits, shits the hell out of me. No, I, think, so, no, I think
2: we players are judged on who we got traded for and how much they're getting paid, and which is half fair, but it's also that's none of their decisions either. Yeah, No, we've, yeah,
0: no you're right, and we, we have said that. But do you guys, from your perspective as players, do you, do you fully understand how people like us in the grandstands, can you understand the passion we have and not just your football ability, we actually care about you
2: and others as people, yeah, well, that's, I think it, it touches on the point I, I made earlier, how I think it's going away from that a little bit. Um, so I hope that all players can feel that and realise it. Um, the ones that don't are the ones that I think are a victim or a circumstance of, of the way the football industry you know, might be headed. Well, still, I'll give it yeah, perspective. No, I, I, yeah, yeah, no, that, yeah. In our halcyon days, right, yeah. as a yeah. youngster
0: growing up, if we'd lose a game, I'd have a teary, right? These days, right, I have a teary when we win,
2: yeah.
0: but here's the thing. Yeah, that, you know what I mean? It, it yeah. gets to and, you. and it,
1: it gets here, you, mate. Here, here's the thing that I, I hope players understand. Just, I didn't plan. Well, I didn't plan to be talking about this, but you say what you're saying, and you say what you're saying, Jamo. And I mean, we we used to be there at halftime of the Resies. We'd be standing in the air in front of the old press box wing you know, 14, 15, 16-year-old going to the footy together. First time you're allowed to go anywhere away from home without your mum and dad. So we're, we're living, we're right, learning about to, I life, catch you know. A
2: train down from Ballarat to watch well, the violence. Well, there you
1: yeah. go. So you know what we're talking about. So we'd see the second half at the very least of the, of the resis. Yeah. And you didn't have to be a senior player. You didn't have to be Kenny Sheldon or Peter Bazasto or Mark McClure or Jeff Southby. You didn't need to be a superstar champion, multi-premiership player of the club to be loved by Carlton people. We had a bloke who used to run around the twos. I don't know if you ever played a senior game, Stan Gilday. We used yeah, to love Stan play. Gilday. He just turned up every <laughs> yeah. week, played in the Resies, yeah. tried his guts out, crashed in like a lunatic, gave every ounce of body and soul he had. Yeah. And if I saw Stan Gilday now, I never met the bloke, yeah. but if I met him... I'd be as honoured to meet – w- he would know that I loved what he gave Carlton yeah. as much as I loved what Peter Bazasto gave Carlton or Mick Jamison gave Carlton or, you know, Craig Bradley gave Carlton. They were better players, but this bloke gave everything he possibly had. Yeah. We're never good enough to play senior footy, but we bloody loved him, mm. mate. You know, we loved didn't we?
0: Remember? Oh, he'd probably come up in the wrong era. He'd yeah, pro- probably probably got a game, you know, in any other era. But, yeah. you know, when you've got the likes of – the blokes you're talking about, geez, it's hard to get a game against them. So we won't Did ask you have emergencies.
1: Oh, go on, yeah, Rod, you yeah, oh, I just yep, went yep.
0: Nick Graham, Cunningham, and Christian Jacks. Christian Jacks because if a tall happens to come out late, he can play tall okay. either end. Cunningham and Graham because they're midfielders. Okay,
1: well, I've got White, Graham, and it sort of depends on McCready in and out. But I'll go, I'll go Cunningham, White, Graham. There you go. I'll go Cunningham, White, Graham as my. Uh, at least you've got a bit of defensive coverage with Whitey if you need it. Uh, we're not going to do tips. Well, let's not do we Are we going to do tips this year? No tips? Do, are we going to win it? We don't want to tip. We're oh, not tip I'm tipping Carlton. Yeah, tip and Carlton,
0: right. What do you think I'm going to do? Tip them? I'm you not going to tip. No, we're just not going to
1: tip. I don't think we tip. Just, no, oh, tip and Carlton. Okay. Um, how's he gone, do you reckon? Oh, he's gone fantastic, he's gone but right. he
0: hasn't done the matchups.
1: Oh, okay. So Plowman on uh, uh, Martin, Martin when he goes forward. We're okay in thinking Rowie can yeah. and Jack. Yeah. So – Cochin.
2: I, I just uh, it, I, it really has gone a long way away from tagging. Right, and if we're going to tag, if we're going to take I'll put Kuno on him. Yeah, yeah, he's got a. I think he's got a pretty good record on him. And
1: you'd like to see Rance? I, I get if you keep asking this question, but you want to see, you want to see Rance tagged, don't you? You, you well, actually well, want to see?
0: Burns me that he just does what he likes down there. Yeah. It Burns me. I just I, I can't understand why something can't be done about that. But. You know, and look, Rance, Kochan, Martin, Rewalt. You could take those four there, right? And I'll be taking whatever they're betting two eighty-three dollars. I'll be taking it because if we knock out, if we knock those four out, they've got no hope of beating us.
1: That, well, you get me excited when you say stuff like that. You're a bad judge, though. Super, I am a bad judge. So. was just a shocking tip from your weekend. A week. I had a um, bad had a bad Just leave us on a positive note, and we wish everyone all the best. Uh, there was a... I don't know. It wasn't exactly a full-scale practice match. They had one during the week, but it was a high-intensity match simulation oh, yes. or something like that. And Sam Petrovsky seaton our first pick from last year, played. He did his first real body contact, full-match simulation-type drill yeah. stuff since he ripped the quad. My mail is... He was exhilarating, like it was doing. St- now I'm not adding any mayo mail, mail to this. Well, maybe exhilarating is my word, but <laughs> oh, on the track watchers who I spoke to said, "Oh mate, oh, just track just, just stand by." What was He's going to play in the VFL. There's a VFL practice match at Punt, Punt Road right, yeah, yeah. on Thursday before our game. I'm told Piotrowski Certain's playing in that game.
2: Oh, I was going to say, so it's a shame our game was a Thursday, but he's playing practice match on a Thursday. That's what I'm
1: told. I'm told he's going to be, uh, uh, depending on how he pulls up, he's yeah. going to be right to go. So reason, if you can, get there early to have a look at that. And What I'm told is if he gets through that okay, round two, he might be. So we're just looking for green shoots, as yeah. Bolts keeps yeah. telling us. Yeah. And we've got a lot of them. We've talked about all the kids, you know, Paulson and Williamson and McCready and Fisher. And we've spoken yeah. to Kimmler boys. We've talked about them all. And we like what they're already bringing to the footy club. We think they look like the right type of character yes. kids. But this is the first pick. And um, they've got to be special, particularly when you take them at six. Yeah, and it yeah. sounds like he's shown enough in a very, very short um, space of time to suggest that he might just have something to offer.
0: Is there anyone... Out of that side there that you might have said, oh, you might have missed him or... Mm.
2: I think you guys really nailed it. Who was what? I thinking? Lamb, oh, Jed, I, Jed I, Lamb, no? I think White plays for mine because I think yeah. people forget he can go forward. You know, if Wiedering has to go back.
1: I hated leaving him out. I must say, I, I look, I love him. I hated leaving him out.
2: From not watching a lot of the pre-season, that would be my only, that would be my only thought. Okay.
1: Okay. Um Michael, it's been a joy to have you here on the council Show. Peter, we can't bring the numbers to the table that, that you and Zach... I can oh, bring them. I'll, them. I'll send them through.
2: Right, Gecko, right. stay in Bali, Gecko. Can
1: you just use your multitude of social media platforms to promote this, please? Yeah,
2: I've got about 200 followers on right. series. So. You're not very active. <laughs> no. You're not very active.
1: Uh, it's been a joy to have you as part of it. Thanks for coming it's in and filling for Gecko. If we might not need him back. Uh, good luck on Thursday. Let's hope it goes okay. We'll be right. We'll be right. Uh, thanks for tuning in. That is Ep 5 of the Carlton Show. Good luck to all bluebaggers out there. Let's hope we've got a lot of positive stuff I suspect we will to talk about on Ep 6. We'll see you then. And
0: they will have been playing against the famous old When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it.